This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. We're here with Let's Talk About It with Jenny White. And tonight we're going to be talking about helping families thrive and not just survive. Our mission is to show these youth that no matter what their downfalls have been, there's always a way to rise up again above the negatives. The DFG is destined for mentoring program, provides tools to help young ladies truly become destined for greatness. We educate, encourage, and empower young ladies to do things which once may have seemed impossible to achieve. The goal is to build strong leaders and future professionals. We must stop the streets and crime from taking our future generations and turning them into more statistics. Our topics include, but are not limited to, hygiene, self-esteem, education, and job readiness. We strive to do more to help these girls by helping heal their households. We help families and individuals by providing them with the following essential items listed below. We help families thrive and not just survive. So we are going to have a good show this evening. Even so, my guest is not here just yet. So Hey, we can still talk about it. So we're going to talk to my co-host, Mr. Coleman. How you doing? Good afternoon, Jenny. I am doing well. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Glad to hear you because I know you're having a bit issues with uh, a vehicle. (laughs) Yeah, it's so, all good. I ain't in the car. I'm at home right now, so so yeah, we're good. Well, it's always something, and we have to do what we have to do. But just talking about Jenny White, uh, not with Jenny. Well, yeah, helping families thrive and not just survive. And the guest uh, was supposed to be here 15 minutes ahead, but you know what? It's okay, and we can do what we can do, and that is we can talk 
We know a lot of things, and we can go through it our own self. So, you know, our mission is to show these youth people their downfalls have been. And we have to understand that not only young people have their downfalls, uh, guess how much or how many of us have downfalls? Are you guys raising your hands? (laughs) Are you raising your hand right now? Because we do. We make things, uh, you know, we mess them up just like young people do. And right now, these young people are, a lot of them are hurting, and they will do things to hurt themselves, which is bad, which is bad, which is bad. We need to, any young people we can talk to, we need to be trying to help these young people. Because a lot of them just take their lives. And that's not the way that they should go. That's horrible when kids do that. And they don't understand. They don't understand. So they they kill themselves. And we ought to do something. If we kind of, if we hear a young person, listen, listen what they're saying. You know, a lot of times we don't pay any attention to them, and they'll say a lot of stuff. You have to be listening to young people. Maybe you will be able to change their mind without them even knowing by something you may say. So we always should, you know, we we should try to help our young people. We need to help our young people because they they have a lot of problems. And, of course, we did, too, when we were coming up. We were, too. But uh, way back then, well, it's not way, way back then. I take that back but a little bit far back. We didn't do a lot of taking our lives. We didn't do that a lot. I mean, you know, some of them did do it, but we didn't do that a lot like these young people do now. And we, if we run upon a a young person and, you know, we can talk to them and and ask them questions and how to do, how do you like this, how do you like that. You know, it, we don't know. We might say one little thing that might turn the, tur, uh, the child's mind. So we always running into uh, young people, and we just have to be careful. And listen, listen to what they're saying. 
So, okay, now if any of you would like to say something, because I know we've all had uh, some kind of uh you know, we've been with young people, so just have to be careful how we talk to them. So if any of you would like to share, and I have no idea what happened to my guest. who was supposed to be here 15 minutes before, but you know what? <laughs> the show goes on. It really does. So I'm going to take a break right near right now, and we'll come back, and we'll talk more about this. And we might talk about something else, too. So how do we know? How do we know? If you are in need of life insurance, auto or home insurance, or need help in getting out of debt, Call your helpful insurance agents at Prime Financial Services. Did you know if you add a child rider to your life insurance policy, you can add multiple children for the price of one, starting at $10,000 worth of coverage for under $10. Call today for a free quote at 313-293-0979. Mention you heard this ad on this show for a free gift. Are you a reader looking for more compelling Christian fiction? Maybe something a little more edgy or a bit more real? Are you tired of most Christian fiction shying away from the truth and settling for a rose-tinted view of the world and its issues? Or are you an author who has a compelling story to tell but you're afraid it doesn't jive with today's brand of Christian or secular fiction? Are you tired of Christian publishers telling you that your content is too edgy? Or maybe you've tried submitting your content under the radar to secular publishers only to be told your themes are a bit too religious. We invite you to take a look at the Crossover Alliance. We are an online publishing company that specializes in edgy Christian speculative fiction, speculative fiction with Christian themes and real-world content. Our company is formed from authors and readers just like you who are breaking into the mainstream and Christian markets with this compelling genre. Head over to the www.thecrossoveralliance.com for all the details on who we are, what we do, and what we accept. Right now, if you sign up for our email newsletter, you'll receive a free digital copy of our first short story anthology. Check us out today and help us spread the word about the Crossover Alliance, where light shines brighter in the darkness. And we're back to the Let's Talk About Okay, we're back, and we're talking about helping families thrive and not just survive. So we have someone here that can share with us. So how you doing? Okay, we have a person that would like to say something. Hello. Hello, how are you? And okay, Jenny White, our our wonderful co-host. I'm glad to hear that he's <laughs> with me. I just like to say something, and um, I'm trying to put it in a way that it's not detrimental, but I think it's. Um, yeah, if you, I, I, I listen to a lot of what uh, Bishop Jakes has to say, and his woman thou art loose, and they've been going on for years, and now he's changed it to woman evolved, and um, 
everybody's talking about how the ceremony was when he put this into his into the hands of his daughter, Sarah Jakes Roberts, who's been ministering in all of this. And you know, a lot of times we have these what we call these beautiful testimonies that I um how can I say it? Her testimony yes. that when she was thirteen she got pregnant, okay? And um and all of this and uh, she's talking about it. She got pregnant, she felt that she was you know, all the things that girls go through and all of this, but she had a father, a mother in her life who helped her through that. And she had her first son and all of this. And she still went to college. She still went this and was able to move ahead and move ahead and all of this. And then when they, she had this wedding, she got married some years afterwards. And uh, she was with her, her husband. And she talks about the problems that that marriage started to have. You know, it was a beautiful wedding, beautiful, what her father and father could afford, okay? Beautiful wedding. But then there were some problems in that relationship, and she talks about how, I guess, he had his girlfriend. He got her pregnant as well as his girlfriend. All this, You know, it's a beautiful testimony, okay? So then she divorced that person, and she started her ministry of ministering around and talking to people, and she's become a worldwide minister like her father, okay? Nothing wrong with that. But I'm looking at this. She's had all this support behind her this money behind her, okay, to push her through. The average black person, black young woman who gets into trouble like that, we don't have that. They don't have that foundation that's there. There may be some that do, but not the majority of them don't. And then a lot of our young women, when they get into trouble like that, they're fine. Like my supervisor, when I was at the ministry, she was saying she, she supervised a group of girls, young teenage girls who had AIDS. So you see how the medical profession is. All of this stuff is happening to them. They don't have that foundation. Now, Bishop Jakes has been beautiful and building them up from the inside. Go after it anyway, no matter what. But you have to have a support system behind you, you know, that, you know, because uh, he pointed out uh, when he had his talk show that uh, this one girl who was, he was talking to, she was pregnant. Her mother was dead. Uh, the father was nowhere behind. The girl was trying to, he was, and he could see that they've been on assistance from one generation to the other, to the other, to the other. And now she was living with her, her uh, aunt who had two boys and her, then her husband because she had no one there. But there was no support system for it. That was the only support system she had, and she was pregnant. She was trying to, a very smart person, trying to finish school, but then she got crying because there was no support, really a support system for her. Everybody was gone. This is the thing that we are faced with within our community. It's there, you know. And uh, how, but then we're presenting all this beautiful stuff, but, our, but the reality of it is not that stuff that doesn't, it's not like that. Am I making myself clear? Yes. Am I making yes. myself clear? It's not that way for the average black girl that gets into trouble. It's not that way. We have a problem with medical things. You know, it's hard. Uh, the, the, a lot of the social programs are not available, you know, to really be a help to them um, and things of that nature. And then, so now a lot of times they were going to get an abortion, but now that's out of the, you know, it's, it's being eroded and all of this stuff. They don't have the support system needed. And this big, beautiful testimony is just not like that, you know. And in a way, if you listen to her, she's a beautiful speaker, beautiful this know how to handle the scripture and build you up and all of this stuff. But and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. 
But the reality of it is that, that you know, we're having problems. We're having a lot of problems with girls who are killing themselves because there's no the man that they've had the baby by, and he's not there. He's going about his business, you know. I understand that a, a rodeo rider was recently shot, and I don't know if it was a black person, but shot and killed by some woman. Very popular. They're desperate. They're such a desperate, we're in such a desperate state in this area, you know, that the, um, the testimony, it, it, it's just not like that. It's not like that. How can we stabilize this in our, in our community, if I'm making myself clear? Beautiful testimony, beautiful this, beautiful that. She's out there. She's popular. Her father's, her father's international. All of the things, you know, and all how he was able to support her. He said he was saying that's why I'm giving you. I'm also throwing the mantle to her to take it on into the future for her generation. Okay, it's beautiful, but the but there's such a big gap. In reality, there's such a big gap between what he has, what we have to deal with on a regular basis in our community. That's what I'm looking at, if I'm making myself clear. Um, someone give me some light on this, or how you feel about it. It's, it's beautiful, well, but well, it's not the reality uh, of what we have, we're faced with. How can we help them right where they are? Well, you know, my comment would be, um, I agree. You know, she was the exception other than the rule, considering the uh, support she's had. And um, I'm a little aware of her testimony, you know, not yeah. in depth with it. Uh, and I don't, I don't, you know, I'm sure she doesn't advocate teenage pregnancy at all, you know. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. Yeah, and I don't, you know, think that she sugarcoats the trauma everything she dealt with, you know. Um, but I think that uh, a lot of our youth today um, are just going through uh, mental health issues, and I think a lot of it probably stems from social media more so than yeah. um, when we were growing up. I mean, we didn't, you know, I, I don't think we got cable in Detroit to the 80s, you know, so, you know, we <laughs> only grew up with 247-5020, you know, and Channel 9, you know, Canada. That's Channel. it, and then it's off at a certain time. <laughs> you saw a blank screen. Time, you know, all you're getting is a bunch yeah. of static, right. So, yeah. um, so with that being said, uh, and then, you know, I don't think we got cell phones until, until what, late yeah. 80s. You know, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, so if you were making a phone call, you were stopping at a pay phone, you know, or if you had to make one in public, I mean, couldn't nobody reach you unless you had a pager. So the accessibility wasn't there either. I mean, now kids have cell phones at, you know, 10 years old or younger. I mean, and, and even the younger kids, I mean, my granddaughter's six. And she just turned six, but I mean, she showed me some things on my phone I didn't even know I had. You know, they do. They know she, it. Yeah. She play, yeah, she plays with her parents' phones, you know. But you know, she knows how to navigate a phone, and she, you know, I've got um, uh, YouTube for kids on there that shows a lot of little kid programming and 
and things, and she knows how to scroll through my phone till she finds the icon. She pushes it, and, and she scrolls through to find what she wants to look at. So, and that's, you know, that was at probably four years old, three or four. So, I mean, it's just amazing, you know. Uh, but the kids, you know, once they grow up, they've got to deal with cyberbullying. <sighs> they've that's got true. uh yeah, they've got all these people on there, you know, at a young age purporting to be so successful, you know, and, 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 and probably 90% of those people on there, I mean, nobody's showing for the most part on social media a bad life, you know, their bad side, you know. They, oh, things just ain't right. Oh, you know, I'm broke. Oh, you know, my, I'm catching the bus. Oh, you know, all that. You know, for the majority of times, it's, you know, people trying to floss, you know, taking pictures of something in front of somebody else's car, you know, showing a bunch of money yeah. or, you know. Nobody or, wants to look like they need, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Don't know why anybody want to look like they're broke, you know. And so uh, a lot of these kids feel like they're underachieving, you know. Uh-huh. And so. And, I mean, you know, even some adults can fall into it if you really really want to know the truth. I mean, you know, you peek into oh, social yeah. media and see a 20-something-year-old driving a car better than yours, you know, and you sitting there check to check trying to, you know, pay bills, and it look like they live in La Vida Loco in Cancun, you know. And so Tell it's like, it. okay, yeah. how, do, how do I get that life? <laughs> you know, I'm missing something. And you feel, so, yeah. Yeah, so I think, you know, with that, you know, these kids have a hard time processing it. And unless they have someone in their home or a a mentor uh, or someone that's able to kind of bring them down to real life, at least have a real conversation. A lot of times, you know, they don't want to hear it. But I think, you know, for some, at some point it may sink in. You know, that, okay, I get it. But for others uh, that don't have that, um, it's hard to process. And I think that's why we hear so much about mental illness. Even, you know, got a basketball player, Ben Simmons, six foot eleven, making $30 million a year. Uh, you know, got criticized last year in the playoffs, you know, because he didn't shoot. And he had open. He had shots under the basket. He passed them out. So everybody was talking about him. You know that he was scared to shoot, and you know, and it just broke his spirit. So, you know, after the off season, he uh, he didn't play anymore. I mean, you know, he's faking it. Well, I ain't gonna say he's faking, but now he's claiming he's got an injury. So he didn't play. He didn't play for a whole year for the team. So they ended up trading him you know, um, uh, during the season to uh, another team, and, and he didn't even play for them. Mm-hmm. You know, he sat out the, the whole year, you know, complaining of issues and mental and mental health issues. So, and, I mean, he's making $30 million a year, you know, but he couldn't Tell take me. the pressure. So I think it's that, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's got pressure. I think, you know, it's really how you manage the stress. And I mentor, you know, high school seniors 
uh, in a program uh, called Midnight Golf Program. And, and so part of that is just teaching them life skills and uh, college prep and, you know, and teaching them golf as well. But key is really just giving them, you know, listening to what they're going through and how we can best help them and give them tools to be successful and, and, and deal with certain things. Um, you know, not everybody has, you know, um, the, you know, has two parents in the home and, um, and even, and even those that do, you know, some, uh, uh, it's just it is, yeah. difficult. I mean, sometimes it takes two incomes to make the household run, you know, and so, and if yeah. you only have one, you know, and then, you know, mom is at work trying to make things happen. Sometimes the kids are spending uh, more time alone than it's healthy, you know. Yeah. So, it's not. You know what's interesting, too, tonight, okay, like my granddaughter, they have a homecoming. Now, we was out shopping for her yesterday. Okay. And okay. so, me, I, <laughs> to see the, what the girls were putting on and all of this and the heels and no stockings, and me mm. and this woman was looking at each other and know this and know that and arms out, all this, no here. <laughs> you know, we were just looking at each other. We was at a lakeside mall. Now she was sitting there, I was looking at her, and we looking at her <laughs> to see what they put. And then they had the leg out and all of this and the high heels and no stockings and all of this. And so I just sat there, you know, and I was trying to control my, my others, my grandsons and stuff. You always doing it for Andre. You always doing it for this. You never did. I said, oh, my goodness. But to see that, and then so we ate out there. And so the woman came behind me, and so I, I looked at her and said, you following me. We bust out laughing. <laughs> But it's okay, the way they dress. Okay, and then okay. my, my brother just said he saw her picture on Facebook. He said, where's her stockings? <laughs> okay. We're the old school. Where's the stockings? Where's this? Where's that? You know. I and know like, no one right. has. Um, it is. It's different. It, it, it really will oh, shock yeah. your system. You, it's different the way they dress, the, the shortness of the dress. The, if it's not short, it's long, and then the leg is showing and all of this. Right. Oh, and then when she told me this one, I said, you can forget it. Yeah, too sexy for the age, you know. It uh, is, and, so they, and they, it's just, come and get me, <laughs> you know, one of those right, deals. But right. uh, and we must fight you know, and, and, uh, and then if a guy tries to talk to them, you know, they, they, they want to get an attitude. Yeah. Know. But we had to get her hair but, done and this done and all of that, but what we spent on her you know, to make her feel a part of the a community. <laughs> oh, man. I, mean, I feel like going I to pitch a tent. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to kids about, you know, prom last year, you know, what you spending, for, what you spending on prom, you know. Well, you know, I got... I got a thousand dollar dress, you know. I said a thousand dollar dress. Yeah, tell me about what's, it. What's wrong with that's the what's rent wrong money? With a, you yeah. know, two three hundred dollar dress. Yeah, uh, tell me about it. Uh-uh. And you're not I mean, gonna the, wear the, the, it for one time. Right. One time. The pressure. Yeah. But I had it's one one girl yeah. told me, you know, that she didn't have to. I think her dress cost 
$200. She said, you know, because I go to a white school, and, it, and, and these white girls, it ain't that serious for them. <laughs> so, you know, it, it wasn't the same uh-huh. pressure, you know. So she uh, – But within our community, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the same pressure. So she was able yeah. to, you know, save her some money. But if she was at a black school, she would have had to, you know – That's it. Keep up with the Joneses. So she she said yeah. it was it was like she, – she said, it ain't that serious, you know, these white girls ain't dressing up like that. You know, like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we're products of our environment. You know, and the yeah. thing I can't get is the no stockings. <laughs> and somebody you know, asked it was me the that. Same thing with, yeah. What was it? What were you saying? Yeah. No stockings. No matter what it was, you know, the yeah, high heels, was, you know, it happened with them, me, with us. Go ahead. But I had them on and because I'm old school, a school, I don't care what you say. I've been wearing stockings <laughs> for all my life. And do you really think <laughs> that I'm going to stop it now just because these young people have another, you know, way of of uh, wearing stuff. I no, uh, uh-uh. I, yeah. I like it. I like it. You know, it makes the wearing stockings and not wearing stockings. <laughs> yeah, I love wearing stockings. I really do. How can you know? You it takes me back to when formal. Yeah. And how can you wear a formal with no stockings? <laughs> They, they, what they want is their feet, the pedicures, to keep the feet nice and all of that. That's what they like. And I can remember even with my, my daughter, Donnie, when she graduated, she was going to her prom. She got mad because I said, you put your stock on, do it. No. She spent all night, this woman, doing her feet and her nails and stuff like that, and she didn't wear stockings either. I want her to wear a certain color. No, I don't want that color. I don't want her neck, her back out, all of this, and, <laughs> you know. But that's well, what you know, and some things, now. Some things they, we they, need gotten, to gotten, yeah. we some things we have to say to our young ladies because you can't go out with uh your back all out and your front too. You know. Oh, they got it though. Yeah, but no, uh uh-uh, uh, you don't have to go. You don't have to go because you can't go in. Then okay. With your all okay. your front you all. Yeah. I don't uh uh-uh, Look no. at what happened to the sixteen year old last week. We talked about it. Her mother just took her phone from her. Just and she left the house. Next yeah. time her mother found her she was in the she was she, she was in the morgue. Yeah. It is. You know yeah. you don't know what to do. How can because they want to be seen, they want to be a part of it. We wanted to be a part of the system and enjoy it. The entire our entire racial uh, 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 things. I was looking at that on television. It's because we want to be a part of the Constitution, enjoy it. We would set our own communities up, do this, but they would always tear it down, you know, tear this down. I was looking at the, um, about the Greenwood uh, in Tulsa, all of this today. They kept tearing it down. Rosewood, all of this stuff, they kept tearing our communities down. And now they're talking about it more and more and more and more and more. The young people said, no, we're not going to take it. We're not going to take that, you know. They're talking about more. We have wanted to be. 
they have the same uh, desires and feelings to be a part of something, you know, that's going somewhere, not to always run into a brick wall. And what I said, okay, you have to have the money behind you, which um, um, Bishop Jakes was able to provide for his, his family. Beautiful. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, but the reality of it is that because we're still faced with this issue within our community, we're not able to provide like that, you know, and the girls get into trouble, you try to help them. Now the, the big mamas and their, all of this, they're out there still competing too because they're younger now. They don't want to be tied down to children and all of this other stuff. They don't want to be tied down. You had it. You made that decision. That's your business, okay? You know, that's the way they see it. You know, I want my own life. It's time for me to live my own. I'm tired of helping you correct your so-called mistakes by putting it on me and all of this. It's a difference in our community. This is what I'm saying. It's, How a, can we, it's uh, a difference. I understand that. But, you know, uh-huh. a lot of the parents are, you know, single parents, and they're working. Yes, they are. And, and nobody's at home with the child. And that, That's true. that is not good. That is not good. You have to have a rate of kind of relationship with your child, and you have to kind of have some kind of, you know, talking with them to let them know I'm the only one that, you know, here with you and this, that, and that, and it. But if you don't, you just go to work and say, well, I'll be home at 12 o'clock or something like that. You have to talk to your child because you don't know what's going on with that child. What happened in school? What happened in school? Did somebody yeah. hit you, you know, and you didn't get, you didn't tell your mom or whatever, whatever. You have to have some kind. A conversation, of, yeah. Yes, yes. A continual make conversation it, with them, yeah. Make it right. Make it. You it know, is. Every day before then I go you have to work, have a, yeah. We're gonna play, you know, we're gonna eat together, you know, or something like that. Tell me that. about it. But you have to have some kind of relationship with the person. You cannot just, you know, well, I gotta go to work, so you uh, stay in the house and and find something to eat, you know, something like that. That, mm-mm. no. You have to put something in motion. You have to discipline. It's a discipline. I found that you have, it's a discipline to keep things in order in your house. You oh, have yeah. to be willing to give up that time, willing to give up. I'm, I'm this, I'm that. I said, no, you have to be willing to do that. You have to discipline yourself to keep your house in order. And it is difficult for a single parent, very much so. It I is. was talking with my cousin, and she, she was saying that we're about 90%, almost 90% single parent households. That's what I heard. So she did the, um, you know, she's good at, at uh, ancestry and all that stuff. She did it just for the current, our current family, you know. Uh, you right. know and she said we are at 92% single parent households, 92%. Yeah. Well, there's just one parent in the house and all these children, you she know. She was talking about the black community? Yeah. Or she was talking about, what was she talking about? The black community. And then she did it just for our family, our immediate family here in the Detroit area and stuff. We just 92%. She was saying that. And so we were saying, how can you, wow. how, what can we do to help all this out, you know? 
the women, okay, they're going, she's getting more education to be able to support her family, but she's running into a lot of difficulty too. I said, you have to get up. You have to, I said, well, look, you learn to do this, 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 and so. Keep yeah. it ahead. I don't feel like in the day. No, okay, when you're off, you can, pre- the biggest thing you're going to prepare is your meat. You could have a slow, the slow cooker is the best thing that ever, they ever hit the market. You know, <laughs> but I don't feel like it. I'm sleepy. I'm, you can't live that way. It's not what you feel. It's what your duty is supposed to to keep things smooth and running. Well, I don't want to do this. Well, I'm not, but I'm tired. Oh, I, listen, a mother's a tired. I'm sick. Mothers stay sick. When you make the best decision, <laughs> this is what you said. You, you know. They sick, huh? <laughs> yeah, and they you have to be well. Yeah, but you have to, uh, yeah, all of this. Granny, why don't you get up and take us somewhere? Yeah. I see your mother changed her schedule. So you, no, Granny, come on and get over here. I'm tired. Well, she left here about one thirty or something. She ain't got home yet. <laughs> this is what they be saying. You know, I say, no, your mother has. But yeah. at least they have you. A lot of kids don't have. They have that one. But I'm trying. But I'm trying to wean them from me. I said because there are other things I want to do. Okay. I understand well, that. Oh, Granny. Yeah. But they gotta have someone. <laughs> They've got to have yeah. someone. I understand. It's hard for you. It's really hard for you. So Yeah, because I've been there. I've been there. Like I said, Andrea's 17. Right. But they She's will 17 remember now. that. Um, the children yeah. will remember that. They really will. That's tell them, yes, listen, you're not trying to wean them off me. It's time for you to stand up, you know, and she changed her schedule and things and trying to do this and that. But you have to make things work. And it takes time. You have to make it work. You have to get up out the bed. Get up out the bed. <laughs> like you want to crawl under the bed sometimes. Get up out the bed. You have to take the knees to make sure your house is clean. This is happening. All that. You have to figure a budget. I've been doing a budget, a budget, poor budget, <laughs> you know, to make things work. You have yeah. to want to do that. You have to want to do that and make sure your household functions. And yeah, it's not good when you feel like you're alone. It's not good when you feel like you're alone and faced with so much. There's so many things you're, that's out there to pull. It the is, if they can get into it. Yeah. And, it is, and that's, that's true. what we don't, that's exactly what we don't want to, you know, for them. Because they will end up, they, they'll end up with kids. You know, here we go again. And they, and they don't yeah. know anything about how to uh, raise a child, you know, they'll be doing they the same thing that their mother did to them. That they solve. That's true. They do what they see, yeah. Yeah. So they do what they see, yeah. There's some kind of way we have to give them our time and talk to them, talk to them, because just remember that there will come a time when that child will leave you. And That's you true. Hope. She's got to be prepared for this world. Right. And you hope that they're going to be, you know, able <clears> to <throat> deal <throat> with it. But if they are not trained, they're not going to know what to do. And they're going to follow the wrong person. And get in a lot of trouble and mess and their lives up. And they can mess their lives at such a young age now. Oh, yeah. Such a young age. Yeah, a very young age. Yeah. Because mama got to work. 
Mama got to work in the restaurant, <laughs> you know, to feed them. I understand that, but some kind of way you have to deal with those kids because they will be gone and they won't look back at you. <laughs> and you're going to want to say, well, where's my child? Your child gone. So I, I, I don't know. And the worst thing, the worst nightmare you could have is to watch what child, one child, your child gets killed or all of this. You know, it is. That's yeah, what that like mother was talking about the last mother week. Took the child she said, I can't believe it. And then her child turned she up dead. In the, in the morgue, yeah. That's crazy. Somebody out there have a shooting spree. And the same person killed a mother who's trying to do, loving her children, five children. She's the only one. Kills her standing at the bus stop. It, I don't know what to say. Yeah, that was terrible. Try to keep them in, in yeah. It's, what can we do? And I was asking my cousin that, too. We're talking about it because she's talking about it on the education-wise, how she has to, she's helping her grandchildren educational-wise, trying to get hold of the new math and the way you see things and working with them and stuff like that. She's working hard with them. She says, she said, I'm having them tested. I'm making the school test them to see where they are. Yeah. Where they are and what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. How can we, And but, you know, to, to work along with the schools, you know, or working, although uh, like they have what they call the class dojo, where the teacher would tell you everything your child is doing now. <laughs> yeah, a, lot so of, many things. a lot of times those, those, ooh, those teachers some kind can be uh, crazy, and I don't know how much education they have That's now. True. They need uh, education, cashers, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're not getting the ones that are educated. They're just wanting people that, you know, want some money. Yeah. And they're not teaching our children. So at some point in time, we have to be doing something to find out what our children yeah. like, you know, and we do something with them. You know, just yeah. don't let, leave them out there. They can't do anything. I they don't know. And don't let them be funny. The, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I was looking at the, this computer uh, on something on, on, on the Internet or something. They, they call it QMath. And it's a certain way you can learn your timetables and things. I found it really interesting because one thing I noticed is they don't know. We memorized. We had to memorize them timetables. I can talk oh, about yeah. the timetables oh, in yeah. my sleep. <laughs> in my sleep. <laughs> oh, yes, we did. <laughs> we did. They don't know that. They want to, I said, no, you have to know. You have yeah. to know. And I was thinking about making a contest with my grandchildren, a $100 bill. You have to know all your, whoever learns it. And can say it, not guess, no. Then I take my little hundred dollars back. But the topic is called QMath. I was going to look to see about that to make them learn the timetables, get right. it in your mind because that's like the basis of the. Yeah, but it's a certain way they want you to figure it. You know, I said, boy, well, this is really something. Thing. You know, why don't you? It do is. That? It's called QMath. Yeah, QMath. And I was looking at that for them and. Uh, you know, um, I know the teacher wrote down that one of them didn't turn in their homework. Once I did, I said, she said, your name is not on this. So then he looked at it, and you know, he said, well, I, well, I, well, I, well, I. I said, just if you tell the truth, I didn't turn in my homework like I was supposed to. 
but I will make it up, and you won't have that problem with me again. Own the own, take ownership for your actions. You know, I'm trying to teach them that. You know, you ain't got to lie and be sneaky and all that. No, take ownership for your act for your actions. You know what's responsible. You know what you're responsible for. You're going to have the same responsibility when you get a job. If you get a job, you know, you've got to be own up to what you're doing and all of this. And he would get mad and walk off and, <laughs> you know, but trying to teach them how to. And then conflict resolution is a big area. Yeah. How does it resolve conflicts without violence? Yeah. We have oh, to learn yeah. that and teach them that. Oh, t- tell a me. A big area, yeah. <laughs> a big area, yeah. Even within the family, how to resolve conflicts. Yeah, trying to now kill each other. siblings you know, are killing doing the each other. And Abel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All of this, yeah. All of this. Well, I just wanted it's to throw that out, out there, there to see what it's a lot out it there. It is. How can we have to we have to watch over our children because if we don't, it is. And that, they're going to be lost. They're, 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 and yeah, it's our they are fault. Lost. And it's just, our fault. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is so, true. Yeah. That is true. But uh, you know, conflict resolution is a big area. And then, um, you know, that is one big area as to how to resolve conflicts in a positive way. You know, not they get crazy and stuff like that. You, sure, there is self-defense, but knowing, you know, in the way you can speak to people, too. I'm trying to teach them that, too. Well, you it have to teach them to how, to, how to speak with uh, adults, too. Because, it is how to be uh, respectful. To respectfully yes. say yes. what you have. Yes. Because yes. they, they'll, you know. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing the way you're talking. You let <laughs> them know something is going now. Yeah. Well, excuse yeah. me, sir, but uh, I don't understand. You know, whatever, you know, teach them to articulate, you, you know. You know, it's unfortunate. Right. I have a neighbor, and this kid, I think, is. He may be 10 now, not sure, but he's always being kicked out of school. Out of school. And I, I feel so bad for him because they don't have a mom, and dad has now started to work, and he's working after noon, and he's cool, telling yeah. the kids, it's a young man and a young lady. And he's telling them to stay in the house. Well, they were doing that for a minute, and then he started going out. Now, it's a little kid. Now, he's been excluded from from school quite a few times. They're cursing. He's cursing. I I have heard father... You know, cursing, but uh, you oh, know, yes. of course, I'm not going to say anything, but I mean, now I saw someone drop him off again during the day, about 11 o'clock. Out of, they had to go and get him from school. He then got kicked off. Last year, before school was out, the last month, he was out of school. So I just feel so bad for that child because daddy ain't doing nothing. 
And this how this child gonna end up dead or in jail? That's true. Yeah. He left the house, and his sister was in there. I guess she didn't know or she didn't care. I don't know. But he left around the corner, and I was talking to another neighbor, and all of a sudden a car came with a gentleman in, and he opened the door for the little boy. And we're saying, what in the world? But the young lady said, She said, I know that man. I don't like that man. He's not a good man. And he had that child. So I, I, you know, it just makes you wonder because these people do use kids. They really do. They do, do. yeah, that's true. Yeah, they do. But it just bothers me. I can't get into somebody else's business like that. But, you know, every now and then I will tell father if I see him doing something, you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what to do. But I just feel so bad for that child. I really do. Yeah. And he cuts his life. He heard- cuts his like a, say, a sale. Oh, yeah. And that's true. And a lot of, a lot of adults say you can see the child doing something, but you're afraid to talk to him. Say anything, because then I get up and shoot you. Well, I'm not <laughs> afraid to talk to him, but I I'm trying to talk to Dad. You know, I told him what I saw him do, and and he didn't move. And I, no. I brought the child over. I had the child with me, and the dad. I called the dad. Let me tell you something. And then I made sure the child was there. So you know, I'm not lying. And he said, you know, he didn't say I was lying. Dad said, did you do that? Yep. (laughs) Wear like a badge. (laughs) uh And went on about his business, and so did Dad. So, you know, (laughs) there's nothing I can do, but I just feel so bad for that little kid. I think at this point, I think it can be changed if, Somebody tried hard enough. I I don't know. I don't know. But that that just I, I don't know. It's you know the entire stuff. climate within our country now is so negative. You know the you you, you political wise and, and uh, legal wise all of this. It, it's it, it it you just you, you deal with so much. You just want to turn off the TV and throw the cover over your head. You know. <laughs> You don't feel like dealing with anything. You don't, you know. You do. You turn off everything. Just I've heard lots of people. No, I don't listen to it no more. They say they cut it off. If they wanted to bomb, they have been, I'll just be ready to go. That's it. But they don't want to be bothered anymore with all of that, especially in our community. Okay, we got another in hand. Our community. Okay. Oh, thanks so much, Jenny White, and thank hey, you, co-host. We appreciate you. You're Hi. welcome. Thanks, Thanks Lucy. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm Hi, fine. my name is Charmaine. How I'm from California. I'm, I'm doing good. California. All right. Yeah, I just want to comment on the um the statement that you made about the little boy. You know, um unfortunately, you know, that little boy, like you mentioned, the father is not paying attention to the little kid. 
And so the kid is having his own feel of he can do anything that he want to do. But I would recommend with you, when you see him, kind of just embrace some type of a connection with him by just saying, hello, how you doing? Because if somebody reaching out to the kid, just acknowledging him is a start. Well, you know, uh, funny you should say that, that but I did uh, one day I saw him and I said, how how you doing? And, you know, he didn't say anything. I said, oh, you're not my friend or anything like that? And he didn't say anything. So he looked at me like I was crazy. I said, oh, okay, well, that's what you want to do. And I uh-huh. left him alone. You left him alone. So did you see him again and try to say the same thing to him? No, I didn't. No, you you didn't. Okay. So, and the only reason prior why he looked at you probably strange because nobody probably spoke, speak to him that way. He's always the trouble. Kid. No, you know what I'm saying? Uh-uh. No, he knows. No. Me. Yeah, he knows. Me. Oh no no no. Oh okay okay, but no, I'm just saying. You know, you you know, we don't know what goes on in the household. You know what I'm saying? And for just a stranger that well, not a stranger, but for you to just say hello, how you doing? You know, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop. Just keep going it every time, and eventually you can break a shell to start speaking. You know what I'm saying? Because no telling what bitterness that he's holding in because of what's going on in his environment in the household or school or whatever. Well, so I just wanted to share that. Okay, that's fine. I can say it again. Uh, I think he really got upset with me when I was telling his dad when he was doing something that he wasn't supposed to do. And, uh, you know, I think he just, but, you know, I, like I said, I had him, I didn't do it behind his back and he didn't say he didn't. And he, okay. You know what? He tore up, he tore up his, uh, window and he was crawling in and, out of the window, and I, I don't know if they were locked in or whatever. So, you know, I try not to get into stuff like that. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, okay. You know, I miss. I guess I must miss the part where you said that you told on him to his father. I thought you were just right. speaking to his father, not him present. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that probably. Okay, so that, so that explains why you didn't say anything, anything around these kids. I'm not trying to do anything behind their backs. And his sister, what she did, she came home. I guess she couldn't get in the house, so she just pulled her pants down and used the bathroom in the front of the house. I could see it if she went. Oh, no. I, well, I wouldn't see it if she had gone through the uh, back, but she did it. In the front. So when I called her, I called her dad. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. So you know what? And Daddy didn't say nothing, and neither did I say anything else. I was after that. Um, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, but yeah, when you see situations like that, all you can do is pray for them because you because it's, it's, it's I don't know is it any hope you know or like you said somebody else might have to come in who who might have the patience and know how to deal with that situation to make it a little bit more better for the children, you know. But well, every other every other day the cops are over there. And really? Oh wow! I'm, yes, the cops, and I'm so afraid for that young boy though. That's the one that yeah. I I worry about because I don't want him to get hurt. 
he's young, but it, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's he's already he's, he's already down that path. Huh? Would you say? I said, it sounds like he's already down that path. Yeah, but it's yeah. um, maybe he can be caught. You know what I'm? This is what I I want mm-hmm. him to be caught real quick. Yeah. So I don't know. He's got uh, uh, cats, and he's always doing something to the cats. Mm-hmm. You know, so he he needs. I don't know. I don't know. I just fear fear for him because I would mm-hmm. hate for anything to happen to him. I really would. Mm-hmm. Well, just keep so, him in prayer. That's all we can do, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Okay. Well, that was it. I just wanted to share that. <laughs> well, well, thank you, thank you, Miss Calvin. Thanks so much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, okay. Well, you know. You know what picture I looked at recently? What? What picture I looked looked at, uh, and I didn't know it was a true story, based on a true story. Anton Fisher, um, uh, Denzel Washington, when he he, um, produced it and directed it, it was very good. Which one was that? I was looking at it. The one when, you know, he was raised, his, his mother had him. When she was going to jail, two months after she went to jail, she had him. They took him and they put him in some type of foster care setting and things like that. And he was raised in a foster care setting. He was showing what was going on with him with these foster people taking care of him and stuff and how he had to, he was molested and all of this and beaten with a wet towel and all the things he went through. And he said he kept looking for his mother to come and get him, you know, all of this. But she never came to get him. And so when oh, wow. Denzel kept, uh, he, was in, he was in the Navy. You really want to look at a picture. Uh, it's, it's on YouTube. You can, uh, well, I purchased it. But it's a true story, based on a true story of what happened with this young man's life. And when he went back, he went to try to find his father. Come find out his father, um, um, he, was killed, he was born two months after his, his father, who fathered him. He was shot and killed by his girlfriend. Oh, wow. And then he went to the foster mother to find out because he's trying to find his people. Social services didn't have very much in the record. And so um, he went to talk to the foster mother who was really mean to him and the girl that stayed with that was molesting him as a little boy. And so, yeah, I just want to know one thing, anything you know about my people. But I don't know that he should want to hug. She said, no, don't hug me. He said, because no matter what y'all did to me, I still want. I'm still this. I'm still that, you know, but he was full of so much anger. And the fact that he felt that people kept leaving him and leaving him and leaving him. He looked for his mother. She never came and all this. He dreamed about her, all of this. And finally, the foster mother told him, he, he, looked, he said, listen, your father's name was, uh, was it Edward Elkins, uh, Elkins. And, you know, this one girl started liking him. He was in the Navy, and she was in the Navy also. And so he, uh, Denzel, who was like a psychiatrist, a Navy psychiatrist, a psychologist, talking with him and stuff. And uh, first he was resentful, and all oh, he was just horrible. But then he said, you need to find your parents. I don't want to find you. Know, he said, you need to find them. And he took off, and he tried to find them, you know. And uh, he did. You know, they were called through the phone books and everything, trying to find an Elkins. And he called this one woman at night. She said, who are you? He said, my, my father. He said, my father was this. She said, you might be talking to your aunt. And she wanted to see him, you know, all of this. But it is a good story. It's based on a true story. I didn't know that. 
but if you want to, it's called Antoine Fisher. Denzel Washington, he produced it and directed it. It's a very good story of what happened, what he was going through all with, and uh, how he found his people. He oh. found his mother. And he oh, kept he his mama. He said, I'm not. Oh, yeah, he found her. They found her. In fact, they knew who he was, you know, that, that when he found his, his aunt, and then they had this big celebration for him and all of this. But it's a very good story. But he said he talked to his mother. He said, I don't know if I'll go back to see her or anything. He said, well, at least I, got, I did find her. And um, she cried. She said, that's my firstborn. Because they took the baby away. She was in jail. Oh, wow. Just things that are happening within our community. And they're saying a lot of women are going to jail now. And the way they act, and let's face it, black women, (laughs) they're going to jail, you know. That's why I don't draw. All of this is happening, you know. And she cried. And she looked at him. He kept saying, why didn't you come here? And she was sitting in the project and all of this. She said, you want something to eat? He said, no. He said, you know, I've learned two languages, and I'm learning Japanese. I'm in the Navy. I went to school, I did this, this, thus, and so, and all of this, and why didn't you come? He said, I kept remembering you. I kept, you know, I wanted you to come to get me, whoever you was. And she just sat there, and she was quiet. She had no nothing to offer him. Here she is older, no, probably less educated, got a felony, all of this. It blocks you from doing a lot of things. That's one big problem they're trying to deal with. You don't put a man in jail for having a marijuana stick or whatever. And this is what they've been doing, you know. And so you, it's hard to, like Bishop J.C. has that recidivism program to try to keep him from going back in the same thing in order to make a list, you know, all of this. He has a lot of good things going on, you know, but in Texas and all of this, but um, trying to teach them. And then they have their graduation and trying to help this one. help. He's trying to help the community out the best way he can. But um, it's a very good story if you get, uh, get a chance to listen to it. Very good. Um, Anton Fisher. If it wasn't for television and and COVID, I wouldn't have known all of this. I've been locked up so long. <laughs> but it's a very good story. Well, you said it was a true thing. Yeah, it's based on a true story. What I got from it, it was based on a true story. Yeah, well, unfortunately. And we have a lot of children in foster care, a lot of children in foster care. Yeah, you're right. And a, a lot yeah. of uh, people don't want them, too. They don't. COVID has made us afraid to pick up anything. And then these kids come with a lot of problems. Let's say they're going to have problems. They're crazy. They're going to have problems. Suppose you want to be a foster parent to those kids next door to you. Yeah. You leave the country. Let's face it. Well, we got a situation. Go ahead. We got a situation, and uh, a lot of times we don't know what to do. You don't. You really don't. Yeah, so. Okay, well. I think that... Well, now uh, that I've depressed everybody. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't say you did. No, no. not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I'm just... Uh, I'm I'm sad that uh, my guest didn't come. I don't know what happened. You know, but that's okay. Things happen. You know, <laughs> things happen. The show but must I go think, on. Yeah. 
And I think that uh, a lot of families thrive and not just survive. Some of them do. We were talking, but we were talking in the the way, you know, everything was bad with kids, with one parent. That's not true, not all the time. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, yeah. Yeah, so. It's sad that it's the one parent there, yeah, but. Yes, but you, sometimes you have that one parent, that one parent can do it, and um, I'm raising my hand. My children are fantastic, all four. Beautiful, I have, beautiful. I have two male and two females, and I love them all. And you know, they <laughs> did really well. They really will and I thank God for that. I thank God for that. Amen, yeah. So Well I when I have a three boys, three men and one daughter. And I got three grand three grandsons and one daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my, I can say that they I got them through high school. I got the first step through high school and everybody had a taste of college. <laughs> I say a taste. Okay. <laughs> so I'm thankful okay. for that. Okay. Yeah. You know, everybody doesn't have to go to uh, college. Yeah. And some, you know, some of those uh, millionaires (laughs) didn't go. You know what I'm saying? That's true, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's other ways, but as long as they're not in jail or dead. And, you know. That means a lot, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So I thank all of you who came out, and a lot of you didn't uh, say anything, and that's okay, because I love it when I see you here anyway, and I appreciate that. What I wanted to do is uh, see if my co-host would like to say something before we close out. Uh, I guess <laughs> Mr. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, you hear me on mute. I see. I'm sorry. Uh, well, great show with, uh, with no guests. You know, way to improvise. Thank uh, Sister Lucy, you know, for your uh, right. wise, you know, um, uh, wise uh, counsel today, and thank you, Jenny. Good show, and uh, see you guys next week. Okay. And Miss Lucy, I would like to say, like, um, and I, you know, I do listen a lot about what Mister Dix has to say. He said, "Listen." He said, "You have to go forward." He said, "The people in the restaurant, how he put it, in the restaurant." are not supposed to know that the oven blew up. You still have to serve them. And so that's back there. You still have to take care of business and go forward. Just get mad and go forward. And I'm thankful for that. I think about that a lot. I don't feel like moving. (laughs) They're not supposed to know that the oven exploded in the back, but you're going to get that food together and still carry on. (laughs) And that's what I'm trying to encourage you to go on. Use what you have and go on. 
There you go. And you can, and it, it, it is possible. It is possible. It's tiring. It is. It's hard, but it is possible. And it that's possible. the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Sometimes our kids just can't keep going because they don't believe anything well is going to happen. But we have to tell them. They have to make it happen. To, they have to make you, it happen. You still got to do it. You still got to do it. So I think that's a good thing. Okay. Well, well thanks so much, anybody. Thanks for allowing me to enjoy oh, myself. All the time. <laughs> all the time. I love it. And I love you. And I love all my people. <laughs> Whether you said anything or not, I appreciate you. I really do. And the last thing I want to leave with everyone is you should spend those with those, spend time with those you love. One of these days you will either say, I wish I had or I'm glad I did. So I know you understand that. And I know you don't want to say, I wish I had. You'd rather say, I'm glad I did. So spend time with those you love. And having been said that, I just want to say that uh, we're done with this one. And let's talk about it with Jenny White, Helping Families Thrive and Not to Survive was a good one. And I thank you guys for listening, and I hope you be here next Friday at 8 o'clock, and we're going to be talking again, and maybe you might want to say this time. Okay. Good night, and have a great Good night. Good night.